Hallelujah. Come on, give it up for the Lord like you love him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Always a pleasure and an honor to be here. Uh, you may remain standing. We're going to go into the Word shortly here, but uh, always a pleasure and an honor to be at Tree of Life. And uh, my wife was just uh, telling me last night, man, you get to be at my favorite church. I'm like, babe, what about, what about, what, what about Chicago? But you can tell she loves this church. She loves the Urshan family. She allowed me to be here uh, nearing the end of her pregnancy. And so uh, we are expecting another baby boy. And uh, please pray our strength in Jesus' name as we are doing that. A lot of new things in our family. Uh, we are, we uh, had our first service in Chicago, Southside, in uh, June. And the Lord is helping us and adding to the church. And I pray, I pray that God will continue to uh, connect us with people that are of like precious faith and also people that will pray for us and bind with us in prayer and in the spirit for what God wants to do in the city of Chicago. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many know that God wants to change the narrative? Amen. Some of y'all like bad news. Y'all addicted to drama sometimes. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying y'all as a blanket statement. But uh, I believe that God has a remedy for the drama, a remedy for the plight, the debauchery, the immorality, the violence, the corruption. Praise God. He has an antidote. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I pray that the Lord will help us to administer that medicine to the people of Chicago. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to turn in your Bibles the book of 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3. You love your pastor dearly. You love the Urshan family. And uh, I'm thankful to be uh, connected with them and your church helps to fund what we're doing in Chicago. And so for that, I say thank you very much. And uh, I am honored that he would allow me to uh, step into this sacred desk while he is away. And uh, that's a high honor for a man of God to trust someone with the flock of God while they are away. And I do believe I have a word from the Lord today for the people that are here. Nudge your neighbor and say, that means you. Amen. So if the Lord starts walking down your aisle, don't be looking at your neighbor side-eyed like, mm-hmm. No, the word is for you too. Amen. I, I know you probably was fussing and fighting this week about some certain topic and God might start to tap on that little topic right there. Scuff up your new shoes a little bit, step on your toes, praise God. But uh, the word is for everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm not here to meddle. I'm here to, uh, I'm here, I, I, I come in peace. <laughs> but I do have a word from the Lord. Amen. 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 And I feel like this word is to help somebody in a posture of transition. Hallelujah. I believe that this church is going to step into its greatest days. Amen. It's been a very solid foundation and a, and a platform built in the city of Cincinnati for the kingdom and body of Christ. And I believe God wants to add to his church. I believe God wants to multiply his church exponentially. Amen. But it takes people to awaken to their purpose and their call. Amen. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 3. I greet everybody in the house of the Lord that made it out this morning. All the familiar faces and friends, fellow ministers that are in this 
house today greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that there were four leprous men at the entering in at the gate. And they said one to another, why are we just chilling right here waiting to be destroyed? Why sit we here until we die? If we say, okay, let's go back to where we came from, then there's a famine in the city. There's no provision there. There's no food there. The Bible says, they said, we're going to die if we go back. And if we stay right here, we're going to die also. So there's no turning back, y'all. And there's no staying where you're at right now. So you've only got one choice. You've only got one option. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, now let us therefore come, now there, therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. And if they save us alive, we're going to take a risk here. We shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight. Go on to the, t- the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part, of the camp of Syria, their enemy, who had besieged them until there was no one able to go out of the city, no one able to come into the city. They stopped everything up. The gates were plugged up. The Bible says that when these four leprous men decided to move forward, the Bible says that there was no one there to oppose them. I want you to lift your hands today. I'm going to pray that God would open our hearts and our minds and speak a prophetic word to us today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for your spirit, your power that's in this place. Lord, there's nobody like you, Lord God. There's no one more powerful. So, Lord Jesus, speak your word, Lord God, and let it pierce and penetrate every wall pierce and penetrate every mind and heart in the name of Jesus. Let your word accomplish that which you intend this morning. Let it not come back void, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we'll give you honor and praise for what you do in our altars. We'll give you honor and praise for the lives that you transform. We'll give you honor and praise for the people that you heal. We'll give you honor and praise for the people that you fill with your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Let the church begin to clap your hands and worship God this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Today, I would like to take some time to talk to you regarding this scripture that gives us a blueprint and a framework on what people of God ought to do and how people of God ought to respond in times of great trial and in times of transition. Give you a little history behind this uh, story here. The Bible tells us that the Israelite people were in a time of famine. And they were in a time of famine because the enemy had oppressed them. The enemy was blocking their trade routes. The enemy was causing people to be fearful so that they would stay inside of the city. And the enemy was wanting to starve them out, wanting to kill them off. And the Bible says that the prophet rose up. And in the beginning of chapter 7 of 2 Kings, 
the prophet began to give a word of change and provision. He told them that by this time tomorrow, you're going to find that although we are in an economic dis disparity and although there are things that are going wrong and there's dearth, you're going to find that there's abundance, so much so that you're going to get the best deals on your groceries. Somebody say amen. amen. You're going to find that when you walk up into Whole Foods, the organic aisle is going to be just as good of a price as the GMO food. Praise God. And let somebody say amen. He said, tomorrow by this time, a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. So a shekel is about five, uh, uh, two-fifths of, uh, uh, of a whole ounce. And so usually those shekels were silver. And so two-fifths of an ounce in today's, uh, in today's currency would be about $8. And so uh, he was telling them, that when you uh, go tomorrow to buy food, there's going to be such an abundance that you're going to be able to get roughly 20 pounds of flour for, in our currency now, eight bucks. But back then, that probably would have been equivalent to less than a dollar. And so they were going to be in a time of great abundance. He said, you're going to be able to find two measures of barley, twice the amount of barley for the same price in the gate of Samaria. Now, the Bible tells us that there were some people there that were hanging out at the gate. And the Bible says that these men were leprous men. Now, if you have to go back into the story where God is now telling his people uh, that he's going to be begin to provide a great provision at the gate, which is the exiting and the entrance to the city, the port of trade, the place where transaction happens. He is saying, I'm going to bless your port of trade. I'm going to turn around your economic status. Praise God. The prophetic word went forth that was going to bless the pockets of God's people. Praise God. He was going to begin to lift them up out of a spirit of poverty. Hallelujah. He was going to begin to lift them up out of a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. He was going to lift them up out of a spirit of self-mutilation because they were in such an oppressed time that they were killing their children. Praise God. And as uh, uh, gory as it may seem, they were eating their children because they had a lack of food. This is Bible, y'all. And God said, uh, I'm tired of what's going on amongst my people right now so I'm going to send a man of God with a word for you hallelujah that something is about to change praise God something is about to happen in your life hallelujah something is about to turn upside down and whatever the enemy had planned for your future is going to be destroyed every device of the devil hallelujah is going to be thwarted in the name of Jesus hallelujah and I feel a prophetic word for a tree of life this morning uh, that God's about to step in uh, and turn around uh, some things because uh, of your faithfulness uh, because uh, of your giving he said uh, I'm going uh, to turn it around I'm going to bless your economic status uh, hallelujah you're going to get more for your money hallelujah you're going to get a bigger bang for your buck hallelujah you might not see an increase uh, in your hallelujah you might not see an increase uh, in your bank account but when you go uh, to make transactions, you're going to be offered more for what you're looking at. God's about to step in and bring financial blessings. God's about to step in and bring unity back to your family. God's about to step in and begin to do some things that you have not seen yet. When God speaks, his word doesn't come back void. But when he speaks it, it shall be fulfilled. And God is in the...
Hallelujah. God is in a mode of prophetic fulfillment right now. And that means whatever he said that you have not seen, he's about to fulfill. Whatever he said that you have not seen, he's a, somebody ought to stand up and praise the Lord for unseen provisions that's about to come and open windows and doors of heaven that are about to pour out a blessing that you cannot Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, aren't you tired of seeing your loved ones suffer from that sickness? Aren't you tired from seeing your family in disarray? Aren't you tired of the mess that the enemy has been trying to promote in your life? It's time for you to rise up because God sent this preacher with a word for your church that it's about to turn around. Prophetic fulfillment. Prophetic fulfillment. That means the things that you have heard from God that you have not seen yet is about to come before your eyes. Prayers that have been unanswered. Things that were spoken over you. And you didn't see an immediate response on God's part. And so the enemy took occasion and began to allow you to lose faith. The enemy took occasion to try to damage your belief in the impossible. But God said, although my word has been delayed, my word was never denied. Hallelujah. I'm about to fulfill some things that I spoke to you that you have not seen yet. Hallelujah. God's about to step in and do a new thing. He's going to blow your mind. He's going to do what you thought was impossible, what you prayed for for a long time, and you have not seen it. God. So your rondo Let me tell you how he did this. We read the scripture. He allowed for Leprous men. Now the Bible could have just identified them as just re regular men. But the Bible chose to be intentional to tell the reader what condition they were currently in. They were currently suffer suffering from the ramifications of their own actions. Me you don't get leprosy just from happenstance. Leprosy is given to you because you did something wrong. Or you did something against the law of God. And you were an outcast because anybody that's around you is subject to contract what you've got. Yo, stupidity is contagious sometimes. Can I just say that? <laughs> Stupidity is contagious. So I got a word for somebody right now that had nothing to do with this message. Stop surrounding yourself with toxic people. Their toxicity is contagious. And if you continue to keep yourself around that mentality, around that type of talking, it's going to jump on you. And you're going to begin to be negative. You're going to begin to be doubtful. You're going to, oh, yeah. Amen. There's no cure for stupid. They messed up. And, you know, I'm not calling these guys stupid. But they messed up, and they were suffering the consequences of their mistakes. They were outcasts because of what they did. And God said, 
I'm about to bring miraculous provision for the whole nation. And look at who I'm about to use. He didn't look for the most perfect person. He didn't look for the people that had it all together. He looked for somebody, hallelujah, that was willing not to go back, not to stay right there. Oh, hallelujah. But in the face of uncertainty, in the face of impossibility, they were willing to go forward. Hallelujah. They said, listen, man, I'm so hungry about here. I don't care if Chick-fil-A ain't open on Sundays. We're going to break in and have us some chicken sandwiches. Because, my brother, you looking like a chicken sandwich to me right now. And I ain't trying to go there. Amen. So they were sitting there looking at each other like, why in the world are we sitting here? There's food. And you would think that they would be afraid because of where the provision was. And they looked at each other and said, we don't care if the enemy has our provision. We're going to go to where the provision is. And I don't know what's going to happen, but even if they beat us up, at least we'll be full being beaten up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That takes some faith, hallelujah. That takes some gusto. That takes something that reaches me. That takes a desperation that you can only get if you feel so hard-pressed, hallelujah, that you can't get your provision any other way by look, by, oh, hallelujah, but by looking foolish by your next move. Praise God. And I'm going to speak to somebody today that God is speaking to you about doing something that might seem foolish to the rest of the people, but they don't see what you see. You see something that even though the enemy's got it locked up, God said, it's yours. Four men that were imperfect, had leprosy, they rose up. But here's where I want to pay attention to. I want to, I want you to draw your attention to how they rose up. To go into the enemy's tent. We know that when they rose up and went to the enemy's camp, that the Bible says when they got there, there was no enemy in sight, but everything was left. You know, we always, oh, we're going to go to the enemy's camp and take man what he stole from you. Why are you stopping there? Why are you just taking back what he stole? Why don't you take some more? Hallelujah. Stop putting limits on what God wants to give you. Hallelujah. God doesn't just want to give you what you lost. He wants to give you. There's an abundance coming and you've got to. Oh, hallelujah. And just go back and take what was taken from them. But everything that the enemy had in his possession. Ooh, I, I wish you could see this with me right now. God has locked up some of your family. God has locked up some of your faith. God has locked up some finances in your life. Hallelujah. And God is saying, the enemies locked those things up. And God is saying, if you would go forward in the face of that uncertainty, there will be no one to oppose you. Hear me today. It's a smoke screen. Some of you are afraid of the smoke in memory. Halloween is over. Get away from the smoking mirrors. Hallelujah. God is saying uh, there's some real provision uh, and the enemy uh, is not going to stop you. Uh, he'll try to intimidate you, uh, but he cannot stop you uh, if you move forward. But here it is now. 
here's where we make the mistake. Because we go try to possess these things at the wrong time. They rose up at the twilight. It was the changing between light and darkness. There are two different uh, times in the day that they would uh, refer to as twilight. Breaking of day, dawn, and dusk. The twilight, the changes between light and darkness. It was a transitional period. But the Bible tells us that there was a time where the people of God would go to pray. People of God would go to worship. And usually it was at the breaking of the day or at the dusk falling in the evening time. So the Bible tells us in the New Testament that after Jesus ascended, Holy Ghost was poured out. We know the story. People were speaking in tongues. Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost, says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. The Bible says the promise is unto you, unto your children. To them that are far off, they begin to break bread, meeting from house to house. The Lord added to the church 3,000 souls, and all of a sudden, hallelujah, outside of the ministry of Jesus, for the very first time, a supernatural occurrence happened as Peter and John were going to the temple at the ninth hour. It was the evening time, praise God. Hallelujah. About three o'clock in the afternoon and going into the evening where they would go to the temple to pray. Hallelujah. It was the hour of prayer. Hallelujah. Where they would go to this temple and at this time they saw a man. Guess where he was at? At the gate. Praise God. At the hour of prayer it was the time when they would go, hallelujah, to seek the face of God in times of transition, in times of vision being impaired because of the lack of visibility between light and darkness. They would go to this temple to go, oh, hallelujah, to pray. And the Bible said that when they went at the gate, there was a man that had never walked in his life. And the Bible, we know the story. Peter looked down at him and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise! up and the impossible and the supernatural what was never done before had happened at the hour at the hour of prayer when it was time for the people to seek the face of God that's when God decided I'm going to step in and do something that you've never seen before I'm going to do the impossible at the hour of prayer I'm going to cause people that have mistakes in their lives to rise up and to drive away enemies and to provide a provision for the whole body I'm going to use you I'm going to I'm going to do something that people think cannot be done in your life at the hour of prayer. Hallelujah. It was at the hour of prayer where Peter, hallelujah, after being beaten, hallelujah, questioned, hallelujah, by the authorities. They left, praise God, and continued to preach the word of God. And the Bible says when they prayed, the place was shaken together where they were assembled. There was special miracles that were wrought by the apostles at the hour of prayer. It was at this time where, oh, glory to God, Cornelius, a man that didn't have any type of Israelite affiliation all of a sudden he gets a visitation from the Lord about a harvest that's about to open for the kingdom of God that they had not been tapped into yet it was at the hour of prayer where Peter being locked up in a prison gets a visitation hallelujah from an angel to loose him and when he gets back to the body of Christ he found them in a prayer meeting and God is able to use the words in the spirit that are uttered by the people of God when you get yourselves to an hour of prayer Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. This is conditional. 
It's not automatic. You have to get yourself into a, such a dimension of the presence of God where you don't even pray for needs anymore. You see, let me tell you, let me tell you how the devil is going to stop your progress. Issues. Issues in your marriage. Issues with your children. Issues with your health. Issues with your wealth. Issues. And all of a sudden, when you go to seek God, it is only need-based. As if God doesn't know your need even before. And if he knows your need even before you ask, why is most Christian prayer, at least American Christian, why is most of our prayers need-based? God is not going to allow you to tap into the unseen provision. Hidden treasures of darkness. Riches laid up. Mm. The wealth of the wicked. That's laid up for the righteous. That's not for people that storm the throne of heaven saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. God's about to shift the spiritual narrative of this church. Where you're not going to be in prayer all the time saying, God, I need this. And God just touched that. You're going to begin to shift into a prayer mode that's going to be for other people. Your prayer focus won't be inward anymore. But now you're going to direct that spiritual utterance outward. I am calling my people to a place of intercession, of spiritual utterances that are deeper than what you've done so far. It is not the representation of my kingdom to have select people to reach for people, but I've called everyone to make disciples of all nations. Will you answer God's call today to say, Lord, I'm not going to allow the kryptonite of hell to hinder my spiritual progress. I want you, God, to begin to place it in my spirit, place it in my heart, to have a heart for other people. Hallelujah. I am going to lift my voice. And if I've got to lose sleep, if I've got to, mm, glory to God, if I've got to get up in the wee hours of the morning, if I've got to take my lunch break and hide in my cubicle or take a break and go in the bathroom and storm the throne of heaven to bring souls across my path, God, I want that type of ministry to be birthed and born in me and God is going to use your voice in the spirit to begin to unlock the hidden riches of darkness. Lift your hands right now. God is calling you. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead. Why don't you try it right now? Why don't you try it right now? Come on. Holy Ghost filled people. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your voice. And I don't want you to speak in tongues. I want you to pray in your own understanding. Hallelujah. God's going to use the words of your own understanding and begin to activate prophetic utterances in your prayers right now. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Begin to lift your voice. Hallelujah. Come on, think about that neighbor. Think about that co-worker right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Begin to call them by name. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, young person. You're tired of seeing your parents in such a condition. It's time for you to open your mouth because your prayers are just as powerful as anybody else's. Somebody needs to step in to their role of spiritual authority and dominion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the gifts of the Spirit are going to be more fluent. Hallelujah. How do you, the operations of the Spirit of God are going to be more frequent. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, lift your voice right now. This is how I unlock the prayers and the answers. Hallelujah. This is how I provide my provision when your prayers are not focused on it. Come on, there's an impartation of prophetic utterances in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is pushing you. God is pushing you. God is pushing you. He's pressing up against you until you become so uncomfortable. Hallelujah. And he's not causing discomfort to, just to make you uncomfortable. He's causing discomfort to, to move you out of where you are right now. And there's no going back. There's no staying right here. It's time to take a step further in your prayer time. It's time to, oh, hallelujah, extend your time in the presence of the almighty and he'll begin to do things on your behalf hallelujah 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 Come on, it's rising right now. God is pushing you out of a comfort zone where you're just comfortable with an operation of his spirit one day or maybe twice a week. Hallelujah. It's time for you to walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. You know what's going to cause you to resist the enemy when you submit yourself into this mode and dimension of prayer. Hallelujah. God is going to allow you to resist every opportunity to fail and to fall if you step in. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Don't put a limit on it. No, 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 no. Don't put a limit on it. Go ahead. Don't put a lid on it.
Let the warriors arise. Let the warriors arise. Hallelujah. 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 God's shaking off every weight. He's shaking off every chain. He's causing your walls to fall as you go forward. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're in this house and God's been talking to you, God's been calling you into this deeper level, hallelujah, of spiritual utterances, hallelujah, I want you to step out of your seat with your hand lifted and say, God, I'm not satisfied where I'm at right now. I'm going forward. I'm moving into this dimension. I want you to increase, hallelujah, my measure, praise God. There's going to be a wave of prayer that breaks out in this place. Hallelujah. And even if you're not up here, hallelujah, I want you to be sensitive to the Spirit of God moving in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to feel it. Praise God. Anywhere you are in this sanctuary, you're going to feel it. You go ahead and respond right now. You go ahead and respond right now. Come on, there's spiritual impartation in this house. God's going to begin to awaken dreamers. He's going to begin to speak to people in the night watch. He's going to begin to give people, hallelujah, information that you could never know outside of the Spirit of God. And he's only going to do it in preparation, hallelujah, 
to the harvest he wants to bring to this place. Hallelujah. I want you to keep on praying. God has established this ministry and rightfully named as a tree of life in this Cincinnati area. In the Bible, the tree of life was in the midst of the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was there also. Bible specifically tells us that there were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, four rivers that flowed into that garden to cause it to have that sustenance and that life. But that was just for the garden. God's about to reverse the river. It's not just going to be inflow but there's going to be an outflow. Hear me today. In the city of Chicago, there was something going wrong in their waterways, and they cleverly reversed the flow of the Chicago River, and they did it by going deep and beginning to redig the foundations of that riverbed so that the flow would be reversed. You wanna know why things seem like it's just digging at you? you? Do you think God looks at anything in your life and he goes, oh my God, I can't believe that it just happened. If God allows some things that dig at you to the core to happen in your life, he's beginning to allow a flow to begin to take place in your life. It's not that it's been going in the wrong direction, but God's doing a new thing. 
there's going to be an outflow. There's going to be an apostolic mantle that falls. There's going to be ascending. And if God is in the business of flowing out, hallelujah, he's looking for some conduits to use so his flow, hallelujah, can reach the unreachable, hallelujah, can heal the incurable, hallelujah. He's looking for some vessels that'll say, God, I'm ready, I'm available, hallelujah. And you're not going to get to that place of availability and openness unless you walk in a dimension of prophetic tolerance that God has been calling you to. came to tell somebody this morning it wasn't because you ate something bad to give you heartburn and you had too much coffee late in the night while you've been waking up early in the morning. God is trying to get your attention. is walking in this place knocking on doors hallelujah hallelujah he's asking oh, what are you going to do with this word hallelujah what, what are you going to do with this hallelujah I'm giving you an invitation oh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're in the twilight. It's an open window of opportunity to have tremendous change. Lift your hands, sister.
Hallelujah. Come on, as you're praying, if God leads you to lean over to somebody next to you and begin to lay your hand on their shoulder, hallelujah, say you're not by yourself right here. Hallelujah, we're going with you. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, body of Christ, you're entering in right now. Uh. Hallelujah. In this dimension, every encounter with a human being is on purpose. Every person you talk to Every person you meet, hallelujah, every colleague you have to work with, it's on purpose. And I'm going to use every encounter for the glory of the kingdom. If you're nearby someone that needs prayer or that needs the power of the Holy Ghost in their life, hallelujah, why don't you go by them right now and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to fill somebody with his spirit today. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're visiting here, hallelujah, we're glad you're here. This service was for you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and allow God to deposit in your soul what you came for. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. God just spoke a word to my heart that I have to share with us, church. That word was mandate. Pastor Raymond Duncan just delivered a specific word from God. We've been given of finances faithfully, and we've been seeing the blessings from it. But he is now mandating that this be an hour of prayer for Tree Life Church. If we want to see that new sanctuary built and filled with seats, he is saying this is a mandated hour of prayer. I'll bless the finances. I got that taken care of. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Don't worry about your finances. Find your prayer closet. Pray for others. Stop worrying about your needs. I've got them covered. Pray for others. He's mandating Tree of Life to find their prayer closet for this hour and this time. And when we do, nothing can stop that building from being built. Nothing can stop those seats from being filled. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., men's prayer. Every Sunday morning at 9.30 to 10, we're praying. Every day from noon to 1, Tuesday through Friday, we're praying. Every other Tuesday night, women are praying. Pray at the church. Pray at your home. It's a mandated time from God to pray. 
Jesus' name. Let's continue to seek Him in prayer. Pray for someone. Pray for that lost family member. Pray for that neighbor. Pray for that coworker. Pray for that person that you think is so far gone that there's no way that they'll ever step foot in a church. Because I promise you, those are the ones that God, just like those lepers, God is going to say, I'm going to bring them back. Pray for your children that are lost. Jesus' name.